We're in a series of messages right now called Culture Shift, and we know that in any given society, culture is really a a moving target. It seems to be changing all the time because at in any given moment, there are good things that are happening in a culture where people are helping each other and helping them be better. And also there are things that are happening within a culture where they're doing things against each other to hurt each other. And usually one of those two things wins out, which develops the nature of who the culture is. And when you look at our community, when you look at our nation, when you look at our society, it's sad to say, but it seems like the bad part has overcome the good part. And that's why when we talk about culture shift, it's so important for to, to think about how can we bring change in a culture where there seems to be so much negativity, so much selfishness, and to change it into something that would honor God as we would look to other people and say that people really do matter. How do you change a culture? Well, we've learned how you change a culture. People change a culture. Circumstances do not change a culture. A stock market crash, a real estate situation, or other things that may may happen don't change the culture. It's how people react to those circumstances that develops the culture. So we are the ones who caused the culture to be what it is, which means this, that all of us have influence. Two weeks ago, in the last message that we had in this series, we learned about influence. And our influence is really dependent upon who we are as people. Let me put it this way. Our influence is dependent upon our character. The type of influence that we have depends on whether or not we have integrity or not. People of integrity bring positive change. People without integrity cause there to be a negativity that flows within a group of people. So we're to be people who have that integrity if we're going to bring the proper culture shift. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. Billy Graham made a great statement. He said this, that integrity is the glue that holds our way of life together. We must constantly strive to keep our integrity intact. He said, when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. But when character is lost, all is lost. Isn't that a great statement? Because it's so true. Because what happens when we lose our character and we become more self-seeking in nature, it causes us to treat other people in a different way. And we begin destroying each other and it destroys a culture. It destroys a community. So what are we to do? We're to be the right type of people so that because we're the right type of people, we have the right type of influence. We need integrity. Let's learn about it. On your outline sheet, we see this first lesson that says, integrity defines me. Integrity basically is who I am. Integrity is not what we do so much as who we are. Who we are in turn determines what it is that we do. When we do what's right, we have a secure path that we're walking on in life because we're, we know that we're doing the right things that we're supposed to be doing in life. How do I know that? Because the Bible talks about it. We find this in Proverbs, in Proverbs 10, 9, it says this, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. 
What does that mean? Let me just give you a, a Tim interpretation of that. Whoever walks in integrity makes good decisions. That's basically what this means. Whoever walks in integrity makes good decisions, but whoever takes crooked paths makes bad decisions and they will be found out. It's through our behavior that we understand our integrity. Our behavior gives our integrity away every time. I mean, we can say one thing, but it's our actions that prove who we really are. So who are we? Are we people of integrity? making good decisions for the benefit of other people. My integrity determines something. On your outline sheet, let's fill this in, that my integrity determines the type of person that I am. So what type of person am I? Well, I can tell the type of person I am and how I respond to the circumstances of life. There are times when there is no pressure on me, there are other times when there is a lot of pressure on me. It's really easy to do good things and to treat people in good ways when there's no pressure. But when pressure becomes hard, when there is more pressure on us, then it brings out who we really are. It brings out the nature of who we are. What it does is it reveals what we really value. In fact, go ahead and fill that statement in on your sheet. It's not only the type of person I am, but it's what or who I value. So what do I value or who do I value? Really, it gets down to this. Either I value myself above you or I value you above myself. Now here's the truth of it is that we all are of value. I should value myself because God created me. I'm valuable. I should value you because God created you and you're valuable. When things are good and things are easy, we're just living in this copacetic kind of environment where we're serving each other. But when the pressure comes, I have to make a choice. When I make this choice, am I going to put myself before you or I'm going to put, am I going to put you before myself? Because the way we're supposed to be in doing good is to put you before myself which means this, I value, value you more than I value my own security, my own protection, my own comfort. I value you. So when the pressure is on you, are you trying to protect yourself or are you still doing what you need to do for the good of others, even if it causes you pain and heartache and suffering and difficulty in your life? That's integrity. Integrity is how it is that we see other people and doing what's right for them. In fact, let's define the term. The word integrity means this. It's adherence to moral or ethical principles. It's soundness of moral character. It's honesty. That word morality is really important because morality has to do with what is right and wrong. For us to understand integrity, we really need to define morality as well. So let's look at the definition of morality. Morality is of or relating to or concerned with the principles or rules of right conduct or the distinction between right and wrong. It's ethical. When we say something is ethical, we're saying it's the right way to live. It's the ethical way to live. So morality is about doing the right thing. 
It's the difference between doing what is right and doing what is wrong. And within that description that we just heard of morality, we hear something about principles. It's about what we value. And those principles become the dictating force of our life that guide us in all of our decisions and how it is that we live. In fact, let's write something down about that. It says this, that integrity determines the moral principles that I live by. So I have to determine my morality. What is right behavior and what is wrong behavior? Now, here's the thing about these moral principles. If they're going to help us make decisions as we face whatever we come against in life, these principles need to apply to every situation. So when I'm faced with a decision, I need to look to this principle or principles and apply that principle to this situation so that I know the right thing to do. Now, here's the really great thing about this. Somebody told us the principle that we're supposed to live by. I've shared this scripture with you so many times before because it's foundational in who we are as Christians, as believers, and how it is that we live. Jesus made this statement. We find it in the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. It says, so in, what's the next word? Everything. Let's just stop right there. I just mentioned that whatever the principle is that we live by, the moral principle has to apply to everything. So Jesus just said, this principle applies to everything. In your relationship to people in life, it applies to everything. What is it? Do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets. In other words, every law that God gave to us through Moses and everything that the prophet said to us through the inspiration of God as they were the mouthpiece for God, all of it comes back to this very thing, that we're to treat other people the way we want to be treated. It's the principle for every law, for every instruction that God has given us. Well, if that's the case, then it's the principle by which I need to apply every decision that I, I, I make in my life. It becomes the basis for what it, what it is that I do. So here's the principle. Let's write it down. And we need to remember it. It's easy. You don't even really have to memorize it because you've heard it so much. To treat others the way I want to be treated. That's the principle. That's how it is that I'm supposed to live. So what does that look like? What, what are we doing when we're living by this principle? I want to give you two things that are happening when we live by this principle. One is this, to do no harm. I don't want anybody to harm me. Therefore, I should not harm anybody else. I don't want anybody to steal from me, to lie about me, to hurt me physically or any other way. I don't want anybody to say anything bad to me to my face to make me feel like I have no value. I don't want anybody to say bad things about me behind my back to destroy my value to other people. I don't want anybody to harm me. Therefore, I shouldn't do these very things to other people. When you look, and I've mentioned this before, it's the Ten Commandments. I just mentioned what God gave to Moses. I've shared this. The first four commands that God gave in the Ten Commandments are all about our relationship with God. The next six commands that God gave to Moses were all about our relationship with each other. Don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, you know, all these things. 
that we're not to harm other people in this way. When I do, when I do this, I sin. I miss the mark. I'm not treating people the way I want them to be treated. I, I commit a sin. In fact, there are two different types of sin. Here's one type of sin related to this point. It's called the sin of commission. I commit a sin of something against you to harm you. Sin is a really important word. You've probably heard me talk about this before as well. The sin is an old military term that, that commanders used to use with their soldiers and they would take their, their soldiers out to the field and they would have target practice. They'd put the target up and the soldier would get back and shoot at the target. And if he shot the target and he missed the target, the commander would say, soldier, you sinned. In other words, you missed the target. It fell short. That's what it means to sin. It's to miss the mark. That's literally the definition of that word. It's to miss the mark. That's why we hear this verse in the scripture, Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It, you hear the definition of the word in the scripture. For all have sinned and fall short of the mark, of the target. What is the target? The glory of God. How do we show glory to God? We show other people how God feels about them, that he loves them and he cares for them and he wants to support them and help them. In other words, we treat other people the way we want to be treated. Isn't this crazy how it all goes together? I mean, that's what sin is. It's the sin. I have committed a sin. I've committed that against him. But there's another description of this type of life, of treating people the way we want to be treated. It's not only to do no harm, but it's also to help. So write that down. It's to help. That means when people are in need, we step in to help meet that need. If people have emotional needs or physical needs, or if they have social needs, they're struggling in their relationships with other people. If they have mental needs, they're faced with big decisions and they need wisdom about what it is that they need to decide to do. If they have spiritual needs, they've been trusting and believing and placing their faith in things that are temporary in this world. And they need to begin believing and trusting in God who can get us through all things. It's helping people in meeting those needs. Here's reality for us. If we don't do it, we sin. This is called the sin of omission. We read about it in James chapter four, verse 17. It says this, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. It's the sin of omission. I omit doing something that I should do to help others. Why should I help them? Listen, because I want them to help me. That's how I want them to treat me when I'm in need. And if I don't treat them in that way when they're in need, then I sin and I am not living by the principle. It is so easy for us when we think about our integrity. I'm not doing anything to harm people. I'm not doing to hurt people. I'm not cheating, stealing, all these things we talked about. And we just put everything in that commission basket, committing sins against other people. And we don't like to think about the omission basket when we're not doing anything to help people around us. Because that's our calling and our purpose. It's to help meet the needs of people around us that we would treat people in that way. This is the picture of integrity. 
that we should be doing both of these things. Well, let me share with you a second uh, lesson about integrity. This is a two-parter, gang. I'm only going to talk about number two and we're done, all right? I'm just taking the anxiety away from you, all right? I'm just doing it because I know how it is. Like, oh, we're never going to leave, okay? My kids are going to be going crazy and all those kind of things. We're going to get through this part of it. We'll cover the rest uh, next week. Integrity is important because, number two, integrity guides us, all right? It guides me. My integrity is the guiding force of my life. I'm living by this principle. I believe in this principle. I want to treat people this way, and therefore it guides me. Now, before I, we fill in the blanks that are on the sheet or look at the scripture that we're about to look at, I want to give you some bonus material. All right, this is the reason why we're not going to make it through the whole message. All right, one of the reasons. I want to give you some bonus material. Now, in your app, we made a change this week because we added a place under each one of the main statements. If you're following along in the app and are filling in the blanks, at, at the end of each statement, like if you look at number two, you're going to see some bullet points. At the bottom, it's going to say something about a place for notes. Right? We want to give you an opportunity to be able to fill that in today. Doesn't that sound exciting? All right. If you have your paper notes, you can just write this somewhere on, on the, the outside of your sheet, whatever, however you want to do that. I want you to write down some words that help describe what it, it looks like to be guided by integrity. First of all, I want you to write the word down navigating, navigating. Just in that little space, you can type it in or write it down somewhere on your sheet, the word navigating. Basically, the principle that I live by is my compass. It's the navigating force of my life. It's going to lead me to make certain decisions, and that decision is going to send me on a course one way or the other. Write the second word down. Write the word priorities. Write the word priorities. So this principle is helping me understand what my priority is. When things get tough, am I going to decide I'm more valuable than you or you're more valuable than me? My priority is set because of my principle, right? This principle or how it is that I feel about other people. Write this third word down. It's the word judge. The word judge. It judges what we will accept and what we will reject. Now, what does that mean? If somebody says to me and they're trying to convince me that you should live your life in such a way where you're protecting yourself or getting as much as you can from this world... They're teaching or trying to get me to, to believe this philosophy about life, yet I believe in the principle that I'm to treat other people the way I want to be treated. Because I believe in that principle, I reject what other people are trying to convince me to do otherwise. Does that make sense? I reject that. But if somebody's telling me and teaching me and encouraging me to do things in service and help for other people, I'm accepting of that because it goes along with the principle in which I live by. I want you to write this one final word down. It's the word pursue. The word pursue. It determines what I pursue in my life. What I want to achieve in my life. What I want to achieve in my life is to help other people be better. If the principle I live by is about me and what it is that I desire, it's going to lead me to do things to make my life better and many times at the expense of other people. But yet, if I'm living by this principle, it's the motivating factor of my purpose and what I get up in the, mor in the morning to do during the day to help serve people who are around me. It dictates what it is that I do. 
what else do we learn about this as it guides us? First of all, you need to understand that this whole concept of integrity guiding us comes straight from the Bible. Let's read what it says. It's found in Proverbs 11:3. The integrity of the upright guides them. That's the statement, right? The lesson, integrity guides me. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. This is what happens when I have integrity. I am single-minded because I live for one cause or one purpose. Let's write it down this way, fill in this statement. It says this, that I don't have divided loyalties. Divided loyalties is something called duplicity. It's duplicity, that I'm trying to be loyal to two things at the same time, but these two things can't win out all the time. What happens is there will uh, be circumstances that happen in my life where people won't be able to trust me and have faith in me because I'm inconsistent. Because when things are easy, I'll choose this path, but when things are difficult or I have other options that might benefit me, I'll choose this path. For example, when things are easy, I'll choose to do what God wants me to do and to serve other people or whatever. But if I'm faced with something that is offered to me that will benefit me in my own personal life that is worldly in nature that I feel like is going to make me happy other than service, like something that I can get from the world, I'll choose that. So sometimes I serve God and help other people, but sometimes I do things to serve myself. It's inconsistent and people can't trust you. That's why there's no integrity. That integrity affects the culture of a relationship because there's such a big difference between the two. Jesus said this very thing. Look at what it says in Matthew 6, 24. It says this, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and the things of the world. That's trying to serve both at the same time. That's duplicity. But what we, what we know when the pressure is on or the decision is on, one always wins out. One's going to win out. And it's going to reveal who it is that we really are. We need to see if our loyalties are divided. So I just want you to think about your own experiences, your own decisions that you make. Can people trust you to consistently do things that would honor God in service to others? Or do they know there are some things that you're going to be faced with that you're going to be selfish and you're going to do it for you, even though it may have a negative effect on other people? Is that something true about you? It's an integrity issue. There's one other, uh, there, there's something that um, John Maxwell said about this. Uh, another statement that I, I wanted you to hear. He wrote this in his book, Developing the Leader Within You. John Maxwell is a former pastor. He's written a gazillion books on leadership. He's like a leadership guru. And this is what he said about integrity. He said, integrity is the factor that determines which conflicting desire prevails. Let me say it again. Integrity is the factor that determines which conflicting desire prevails. We struggle daily with situations that demand decisions between what we want to do and what we ought to do. When integrity is the referee, we will be consistent. Our beliefs will be mirrored by our conduct. What I would add to that is this. When what God wants 
becomes what we want, there's no issue. These are not conflicting desires. The problem happens when what God wants is not what we always want. There are moments that when God wants something that we want it, but we have to get to the place where we want what God wants in every situation. Well, how do I know how I'm supposed to treat every situation? Oh, my soul, we're coming back to it. So in everything, do unto others what you would have them do to you. It applies to it all. Yet sometimes we don't treat people the way we would want to be treated because of the benefit that it provides for ourselves. Second thing, and we'll be done. I don't pretend. That's hypocrisy, okay? I don't have divided loyalties. That's duplicity, okay? I'm inconsistent. Sometimes I do God things. Sometimes I do my own thing. I don't pretend that's hypocrisy. What does that mean? I try to fake people out. I try to make people believe that I'm something that I'm not because I want them to see me in a positive light because as long as they see me in a positive light, then I'll be able to get what it is that I want. So it's hypocrisy. In other words, I want people to see me in a certain way that I am not. There are hidden things about me, about my character, about my behavior that people don't know. And therefore, because they don't know this, I try to hide this and try to make them feel like I'm somebody that I'm not. Here's, the, here's how integrity affects us in this. We don't pretend. In other words, we don't have anything to hide. I would think, and I don't know this to be true, but this is a huge assumption for me. Every person in this room has done something before that they don't want other people to know about. That, that's just a big statement. And if it only applies to me, which I'm pretty sure it doesn't just apply to me, it applies to me. Okay? It applies to me. Because that's sin. I mean, there are things that I've done that may have caused harm to other people. There are things that I haven't done that I know I shouldn't have done that I don't want people to know that I didn't do anything about it when I knew I should have done something about it. All of that is integrity. Wouldn't it be great to live a life where you're not afraid of people finding out anything about who you are? That's the kind of life that I want to live because that's not the kind of life that I always live. Because I'm a sinful man saved by grace. Praise God for that. But we're to be people who are understanding and have a desire to be people who are people of integrity. Because that's what changes a culture. People of integrity who do what's right, who treat other people the way they wanna be treated, bring unity within a culture and a community and a society, and we support one another. People without integrity who have secrets or who are doing things to hurt other people are doing things only to help themselves are causing division within a culture and a society. And it, it causes it to be in that state of an unhealthy nature as a community. Isn't that, when you look at our culture, can't you bring it back to that? 
if we all treated each other the way we wanted to be treated, our nation would not be in the condition that it's in right now. Do I have a witness out there from anybody? But I have to take on my role of what I do or have done to either bring unity or destruction of a community. Lose your wealth, nothing is lost. Lose your health, something is lost. Lose your character, all is lost. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes right now. What is God leading you to do? It might be that as you look at your life, you realize you're not the person that you're supposed to be because your desires are truly not the desires of God. That when, it, when it's easy to serve and treat other people the way you want to be treated, it's great. But when you have other options because it would benefit you or because there's been pressure against you and they've done something and you want to hurt them for what they've done to you or whatever it may be, when the pressure's on, the, the truth about who you are as a person and your character comes out. So who are you? This is what I believe. I believe the Holy Spirit is helping you see very clearly, crystal clearly right now who you are. And you know who you are. And what I want to encourage you to do is if you're not the person whose desires have been the desires of God, to confess it and agree with God. God, my desires have not been your desires. And to make a commitment, God, I want my desires to be your desires. And I want to be the person who treats other people the way I want to be treated. As I pray, I want to encourage you to pray about who you are. Because until we get our character right, no positive change will happen in our culture. So as I pray, you pray about your own condition. Father, thank you for teaching us. Thank you for what you've said to us. I pray, God, that we would hear from you loudly right now. And I pray, God, that it bring, would bring change within us. I pray, God, that this stuff would be penetrating and convicting to us when we're off. But I pray that it would be confirming, God, so that we have peace when we're on, when we're right. Lead us, God to be the people who influence this world toward you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen.